This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Hachi, uh, to use your phrase, your parlance on the uh, footy classified uh, moments, I'll give you the... The red cherry with uh, Chris first up. Did I listen last week? Did I notice how nice Tamo <laughs> was? No sniggering or sneering. No self-righteousness. No trying to compete. He was human. Partly Caro's influence, but probably due to my absence. Could, Caro should mediate um, with an episode with you two once a quarter. It's a good point, Chris. I must bring out a bad... <laughs> narky sort of you can refer to the main body where he damos gets all ratings on me yep uh, I, I do bring out a snarly side of him he was very mild-mannered last week he was just the happy-go-lucky here's caro well, no hard questions well chris what, what i what i actually when i think about it now that i'm forced to reflect upon your question and your statements here i, I did appreciate someone having answers to some questions that i put to them and, and not sitting on the fence so may, maybe maybe that was why i was nice yeah, and, and, go, and not self-righteous and just, your, all that. your question is a self-fulfilling prophecy chris there you go there's another little back for me um Chris, the fracturing I think we're fracturing. Chris, yeah. The Cyril Rioli situation has turned into a Caro v. Robbo, News Corp v. Fairfax slash nine battle. What's your take on this sad situation? I didn't read it as what? that. The Cyril Rioli story was had to be told. It was it was meaningful and important and his story to tell and a great piece of journalism by Caroline. I don't have any problem with Robbo reaching out to Michael Long for his perspective. I think it was a very fair and reasonable journalism. People might say it was, you know, trying to throw a different lens on the story and cast doubt on it. Look, there was you know half an insinuation there that couldn't, I don't think, could be avoided because of what Michael said. So I, I put myself in Robbo's shoes, and I think I'd have written if he'd had the idea to read Michael and he'd given you those quotes, you had to write the story. So I, I think we've just got to be mature that there is. Clearly, issues that have been historical in footy, yeah, they need to be explored. They're not always going to be cut and dried issues. There's going to be some things that are uncomfortable, and we're going to have to listen to what everyone's got to say. I mean, uncomfortable is is, is the word on that front um, to me too, Hutchie. Given the the family dynamic of the of Michael Long and and Rioli, which I I had no awareness of until I read you know Michael Long's quotes, and I I, I didn't I don't think I wanted to know about it either, but. But I understand what you're saying too. I mean, if you if you're in a guy and he's happy to go on record, well, I think you're obliged to then you know go through with what the task was. But yeah, I again to Christy Astoli's question, I look, it is a sad situation. That's the way you've you've posed it. Uh, Jordan Cook on email has the AFL inadvertently set the AFLWA harder task of being widely watched. They seem proactive in tweaking men's games rules to increase ball speed and scoring, but. Don't seem to be targeting specialised rules to the AFLW that would, in my opinion, improve the spectacle. It does go on. Like he's talking about even reducing size, the size of the ground. Again, Jordan, I'll defer to the people running AFLW. And if, if, if they, to this point, have, have kept the field the same size, well, I'm I'm backing them in to, to be making the right decisions for the right reasons. Um, I mean, you, that may be, may be your view. Um, all I would say was if you go back to um, the first season, 2017, and compare it with the the last game played in the most recent season, the grand final being won by um, Adelaide. Uh, well, again, the the progress is is clear, and it's in, it's been in front of us for those and six seasons. 
Let me ask you the uncomfortable question on the money. Now we go to 18 teams for the AFLW and the competition gets more professional. Yep. Do we need to pay the athletes more money? And if so, how much more? Oh, again, the the, the, the numbers, again, that, that's a conversation for people who crunch those deals, Hutchie. But the first part of it, absolutely they need more. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, how long is the season? How long are they um, – Again, yep. under their own CBA, going to be required to be preparing for the season. Do you, do you, like, given that the AFL men's players are probably not going to be prepared to make the sacrifices that are needed in order to properly fund the women's game. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a fair assumption, right? The, 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 what the men are going to say is, we want the women paid more, but you figure out how you do that. It doesn't compromise us, right? That's what they're going to going to do. Yep. There, there is, uh, did cross my mind, there is a way to manipulate the next rights deal, though, where that gets taken out of their hands, isn't there? Don't you think? Are you uh, talking about aligning ratings figures with the broadcast? Say you're in dialogue with the broadcasters. Let's just use $100 million is the wrong number because it's a lot more than that. Let's just use that as the number. Let's use $200 million. Say you're getting $200 million of revenue a year for, for a package of men's and women's games. You, you could... Um, encourage the broadcaster to freight their offer a little bit more aggressively towards the women's games to for it to be, you know, look, instead of bidding 200 for the men and and saying you're prepared to put the women's game on, uh, or 190 and 10, well, you know, we'd, you, your offer would be looked more favourably on if it was 140 and 60. You know, there's a way to actually seed fund the women's game because the men are on a share of revenue, right? So yeah. I don't. They don't have that luxury, though, do do they? In the timeline that's in front of them, they've, they've got to get CBAs done um, as a matter of urgency, particularly but, for the women. And, and, and the TV's locked no, away until the end of twenty twenty four. I think they'll encourage their media partners to uh, the television media partners to think differently about their construct in order to help fast track that some of the money into the game. I don't know what the numbers will be, but that would be a way to do it without actually physically taking it from the men. Yep. Hachi, have you still got the questions there in front of you? Lee Eustace uh, wants you to read. Lee, yeah. Uh, Damo is a veteran of Triple M footy and someone who has seen it uh, close to trouble and occasionally go too far. Do you think rightly or wrongly it's boys club style has an expiry date? What celebrate is a fun point of difference? The playing out, paying out on Chief on the Friday huddle through to Bernie's Nuff, nuff segment, even jokes about fellow commentator's appearance. Is there too much indirect promotion of this kind of banter and pseudo-bullying? That's what's most undesirable about the internet and social media these days. Um, I, I, look at, I, don't, I can't imagine Chief having any issue with what uh, what was said to him and about him last week. Uh, Bernie's nuff, nuff segment, I'm not aware of anyone having an issue with that. I would imagine that if people do, it would be raised and as such it wouldn't be... Uh, wouldn't be discussed on air. There's a, there's a respect in those boxes that uh, I know does exist, and I've certainly never ever felt um, anything to the contrary, Lee. Um, and I'm let's face it, I've I've copied as much as anyone in there, and I've never felt once it was personal. So, again, I can't speak for everyone, but if it's uh, if it's coming, I heard Cara talk about it last week. She referred to it as a uh, dinner party that she didn't felt she was invited to. A cocktail party, I think, you, was the phrase. <laughs> yeah, cocktail party. So, do you, do you accept that some people feel it's too boisy? Uh, well, people make that make that assessment before they even listen to it. 
it's it's a very different product to, to what it once was. And and I, I respectfully said to Caro when she said she felt like it was a cocktail party she wasn't invited to, I respectfully said, Caro, you're not invited. I mean, it's not for everyone. It's why there's a point of difference with all all TV and radio offerings, isn't it? I mean, your coverage is not for everyone. You're, you're two footy. Ours is maybe not enough footy, but there's a, you know, and there's there's obviously products in between. So, um, yeah, Hachi, it's, it's in the consumer, isn't it? It's in the consumer. And if you want to listen to it, you can. And if you choice. don't, you've got a choice. I mean, no, no one's forcing, like, hey, you don't have to go to 105.1, you know, Lee, if you, if you don't like it. And and, and that, that may be your that may be your vote on it. Um, and I don't even know whether you're saying that. I mean, you're probably raising a fair point. But I, yeah, again, my personal experiences in those segments, um, not not an issue. But um, again, that's not for me to talk on behalf of everyone. Hachi, this is another Chris, a lot of Chris's today. Uh, have you checked out the Masters app? Every player, every shot. World-leading digital coverage. Get informed. Please know bad. Takes this year. I don't know what he's referring to there, but I actually did watch um, the Masters a bit because um, particularly when Cam Smith and, and initially Tiger Woods on day two were making charges, that Masters app is is as good an app, I think, in lifetime as, as any sports app that I've, I've come across, Hutchie. It was extraordinary. Uh, I, I didn't see it, but I'll take you on face value. I still think it's prehistoric that the television broadcast doesn't begin until 2 p.m., in the states, which of course in Australia means, like it's how come you can't start the, the coverage earlier? Like it's surely you could see it customers. somewhere though, couldn't you? Like somewhere on a, I on think a TV there's, platform. There's various streaming and whatever yeah. else, but like two two o'clock on television here was so annoying. Yep, Jared Gunn on email. Is there any specific reasoning why Jared Waitley has not caught a game on a telecasted Fox game, despite being one of the faces of Fox Footy? I understand it would be a, a contract thing, but don't understand why Fox wouldn't want him on their platforms. More. Why doesn't he call for, um, uh, TV? Actually, I'm not privy or familiar to his yes, you dealings be. You, with you, Fox. You, you own him in a in a radio sense. That's his business. All I can say is that uh, when we signed him and he was available to call the footy on the weekends, Fridays, Saturdays, and most Thursdays, we jumped at it because he's an outstanding caller. I think he and Hutto are as good a combination as you can find anywhere in the country. I think Hutto's in career best form, and so he's now contracted to do that for us. Um, Andrew Thompson has uh, got the same view as you, Hutchie, about moving the dream time of the G away from the election coverage. Joel on Twitter, reaction, particularly on Footy Classified, to the Sunday Footy Show's discussion on wines and booster shots seemed hysterical. The discussion didn't seem unreasonable, fair to ask questions, but are people on TV being directed to toe the line or fearful of being labelled anti-vax? I didn't see what was said about us on Footy Classified, Hutchie, but... There's, uh, as always, you say anything about anything to do with booster shots and uh, people uh, take it and run with it. Uh, I don't know what uh, what else Joel was, was referring I've been, to. I've been away. What was the suggestion that Ollie Wines had a reaction? No, no. It was, it was just one of those organic, um, and you know the show. You used to host the show. Um, one of those organic uh, conversations that just stemmed out of Nathan Brown actually asking the question, was there, you know, were people talking about a link between Ollie Wines going off with an elevated heart reading and nausea? Um, and, and booster shots, and the, the conversation I, I felt was really adult, and, and it just asked questions that were being asked, but certainly didn't make any 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 statements, and there were no nothing staked as, as claims. And then at that stage, we hadn't actually got anything from Port Adelaide, and, and, and then five minutes later, um, Port Adelaide checked in and said there was no uh, link at all, according to the the doctor that had assessed Ollie, and we reported that as well. But yeah, it took off a bit, but I didn't see what the footy classified did. Hutchie. There's a question about the hard copies of newspapers. We might just do one more. Want to finish with Damo? Yep. 
New York has become, let's go Larry Tickles on Twitter, New York has become the Gold Coast of sporting teams in terms of on-field performance. Why has it been so bad for so long? The Knicks have been terrible forever. The Jets and Giants are putrid, and even the Yankees have only won one World Series this century. Thoughts? A mix of things, I think, Larry. Mainly, um, I think, average ownership would be where I would start. The Dolan family... Yeah, not much love for them in New York, and they they own the uh, Knicks and the Rangers, and um, notoriously fickle. James Dolan, I own Madison Square Garden too. And I, I think that would be part one, and part two would be the intense pressure on performance here is is heavy. Like it's it's probably the opposite of the Gold Coast, where it's it's a fanatical expectation that drives the the teams here, and they don't always handle it. The Yankees have been alright. I don't think they've been too bad, but the Knicks have been poor, mind you. Ob Toppin. The Knicks could just be the the game changer if you can. His last weekend was magnificent, and that's got me excited for next year as a Knicks fan. Are they in the playoffs? No, okay. no you kidding, aren't you? <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, when you mentioned, um, well, I know we said that was the last one, but this one, this one needs to be asked. Michael on Twitter is Hutchie on a junket? No, thank you, though, Michael, for asking. <laughs> are we okay still? Are we? Are we? Are we? Did we fracture there on the main body of the standing foot? No. Not at all, Damo. No, we're uh, never better. And the scorecard's back. So the scorecard's back. Sorting you out then. Okay. I'll sort you out tomorrow on the scorecard. On the sounding board for Drinkwise, if you're choosing to have a drink, choose the Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.